Why would we want the brightest, the most innovative people in this country to take their hard-earned money and send it to Washington? The notion of prophecy is dangerous and worth worrying about. Yeah, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. It's a platform for people that are sitting home trolling an unemployment check, sitting in front of a keyboard. And I just sort of said, screw it, I'm gonna go out whatever, whatever I want to think and I want to feel, I'm gonna feel it and, and let that happen. And it, it was a little bit like pressure was off of me. After a uh, JP Shady probably ain't too happy with us. Two, two weeks off the air. We'll probably be hearing it when we go back for Christmas from uh, old Shady down there in Ann Arbor. But here we are. He keeps us in check. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps us in check. We're giving the people what we want. Uh, and we're giving ourselves what we want with a little episode zero, getting shedding the weight. <laughs> shedding the weight. <laughs> shedding the Thanksgiving. Where's Tommy tonight? What's he doing? For the first time in Tommy's life, he's doing this thing called uh, a double shift, where you work in the morning oh. and at night. It's uh, it's like a two for one special, and you can make more money doing that. So he's doing that for the first he time. Needs to, he needs to pay back, little bro, eh? Need, yeah, and you know. Stay scheming was playing at the end of this podcast for a reason, and that's because one of us is a high roller. I don't know. We don't Nino need to name names. Baby. Nino knows. Nino knows. Nino knows. <laughs> uh, yeah, episode zero. Back at it. Back at it. We're flying. We're flying high a little bit. Our our spirits are good after what was an amazing Thursday night football game. And uh, where are the uh, two point conversion haters at, man? It's a big thing. If it works out, you know they're yeah. quiet. Yeah. All is quiet. You know, when it didn't work out in London for the Titans, oh, you know, everyone's on the Twitter, you know, yelling at Take Mike Take it Graham. into overtime. You got a chance in overtime. You got a chance in overtime. You know, how about we not leave this up to the coin toss? Anthony Lynn puts the ball in his, in his, in his man, Philip Rivers' Let's hands. get out of here, Phil. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here, man. Let's go back to let's go back to San Diego. We're, I you love know, that that's call. the one thing. Everyone's shitting on Stephen A. Smith for that thing. He called them the San Diego Chargers, and that's just the way we like it here on the back judge. That is the way we like it. Classic. But, San Diego deserves uh, a championship. Yeah, um, the Raiders might play there next year, so who knows? Hey, is that seriously a thing? Or well, they're yeah. The thing is, their stadium isn't ready in Vegas till 2020, and David Mark Davis said they're absolutely not going to play in Oakland next year. Boy. We don't need to get so, into it, but that's a messy divorce between the uh, the Raiders and Oakland. Between the lawsuits and not playing there, that's uh, that's interesting. There, there, there are rumors of San Antonio <laughs> I playing like, in the Alamo Dome for a year. I kind of like that. I like that. And then, San Diego. I saw someone on Twitter pass along an idea I kind of like, just making the Raiders a traveling circus in in 2019. Just you're playing in the Fargo Dome one week, send, send them <laughs> off to. You know, there's Saskatchewan playing for the Rough Riders Stadium. Just send, send them all to around. Canada. Send <laughs> I love that. But uh, let's let's you know, not. You know, Gruden would hate that with the with the plane travel. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be too into that. Might have to get Gruden a bus. <laughs> let's not uh, let's, let's not shortchange the Bulls game, though. Let's not shortchange yeah, the Bulls because this this was a game where I picked the Chargers, and I will admit it was a it was a pick from the heart. I wasn't fully convinced that this Chargers team was going to. Uh, Come out and beat the Chiefs, even after how good they've been playing this year, specifically the last, I think, seven or eight weeks. And with the way the game started, the Chiefs looked to be in control, and that's kind of seemingly how it was until the fourth quarter. And then the comeback, the primetime comeback kids, man. Between yeah, the, the Steelers. Down 16 at Heinz Field. Heinz Field and Arrowhead, down 16 and 14 respectively, like, Coming back in the fourth quarter, and then, like you said, the two-point conversion, Anthony Lynn, the gutty call, because you know if they miss that, they're obviously still in decent position, but people are saying, oh, Anthony Lynn, another one of those calls where Anthony Lynn's trying to, you know, be too big for his britches, trying to be the coach of the year when he's, you know, uh, and I think it's a great call. You've got a, a Phil Rivers veteran ice cold in the fourth quarter and throw, out there throwing ropes. I hope Keenan Allen is healthy, but this Chargers team is going to be a force to, to be reckoned with going moving forward. And I know they need KC to lose another game in order for them to get the first round by, uh, you know, with the Patriots. And the Chargers need to win out. And they need to win out. I, yeah. I know that's a lot of things assumed. And I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily bet money that it's going to happen. I, I, but KC does have to play Seattle, and you know it can and Denver. get it, and you know in Denver both road games. So but, uh, the Chargers have to play Denver as well, and the Ravens. It's going to be tough. But yeah. that, that could be interesting. And the Char- if the Chargers have 
you know, I'm sorry, the Chargers play Denver. My bad. It's yeah. uh, Kansas City plays the Raiders in Week 17, so that's probably going to be a win. Yeah, but, and they play, but they play at Seattle, don't they? Yep. So yeah, I mean, that's the, a tough game. the Chargers need the. But I mean, let's not jump too far no, ahead. No, no, no. I, I just I, wanted I, to say if they get if the Chargers can put themselves in a position where they where they can get a bye, that's incredible. Oh, absolutely, and they'd have a one seed most more than likely. Um, you're also, you know, with that two point conversion call. I almost feel, I mean, obviously Anthony Lynn was confident in his offense after rattling off two straight touchdowns in under five minutes, but you, you're looking across the sideline at Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, and you just don't want to give them the ball in overtime. You know, you don't really like your chances, just, you know, go for the win. So that, I, that was, I thought that was an amazing decision. But this this Chargers team, they're not like the Chargers teams of the past. I mean, they they, they try sometimes, like the Desmond King muff, but he, he falls on his, you know, he falls on it. So it's like, you know, past Chargers, you know, teams that would have gone off his knee and into, yeah. you know, the, the lap of... And the fumble, Dontrell Williams, I think it was. Yeah. He recovered yeah. his own. That was another one. You're so right. So it's like... And, I mean, the refs, too, were really screwing the Chargers last night. Some yeah. key spot. It really tic-tac calls, too. I don't it really was, want that I, to. I wanted to say a little piece about uh, stops on third and medium to long that get ruined by a bad call. Yeah. How deflating that can be. Well, for and like, uh, how, I hate how those defensive holding calls are automatic first downs. Yeah. Yeah, like even if it's third and thirty, and there's a defensive holding like within five yards, it's yeah. an automatic first down. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It makes no sense at all, and that can be, like I said, extremely deflating for the team that gets it. But like you were saying, Clep, this has not been like a Chargers team of the uh, the past, and they have got a certain, I guess, like perseverance that they didn't have before, and almost like yeah. self belief to where like when you're down 16 at Heinz Field in years past, like that's kind of a wash. Like they can maybe come back and make it a close game, but they're not winning. They're not yeah. able to close these games, and now we're seeing them close these games, and it's, uh, you know, as a uh, wannabe Chargers fan, I guess you can say, and a Chargers, you know, believer. Uh, it's fun to watch, and I like seeing Phil Rivers do well. You know, they always have to throw up the the animation of Eli and Ben with the rings, and how Phil has. Not, it's like we know, we know, yeah. we know what it, what it's like, and we know Phil's chasing that ring. So I'm kind of pulling for him there too. He looked great last night. Yeah, that fourth and seventh throw to Travis Benjamin was unbelievable. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Like, I, probably I, one of the better throws. I mean, you can talk Pat Mahomes all day, just slinging the ball all the way down the field. But give me a pinpoint accuracy, fourth and seven from the vet. I mean, that was that yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, and the window he put it in, and the timing—it's just incredible, man. And uh, yeah, that's—they're going to be really fun to watch in the playoffs. And I'm very glad that they clinched. And the—I mean, we, we could potentially see LA versus LA in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's possible. It's I possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's it's just out there. It's out there, man. And neither teams really have true fans, which is yeah, the saddest part. Yeah, and you could also see an AFC Championship game in the LA Galaxy Stadium or whatever. <laughs> it's still oh, upsetting. <laughs> the one uh, that NFL. We got Saturday football, and it's not college. It's pro. It's um, uh, some great featuring some great teams: the Jets and the Browns and the Broncos. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to that night game. The Browns have been playing like one of the yeah, better teams in the have. AFC the past couple of weeks. Ever since Hugh, that is, what a loser he is. I'm we, sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, it's almost like people don't talk about it anymore because it's so like beaten to to its core. <laughs> but the fact that he went 131 in two years and then gets fired midway through the season. The Browns start miraculously doing better, and then he goes to Cincinnati, who had a great start to the season, and they, I think, haven't won a game. Andy Dalton and AJ Green both out for the year, and they have, like, Tyler Bray or whoever it is at quarterback. No, it's Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> Jeff. Goodness gracious. But Jeff that's... Driscoll, who famously ran in that touchdown against the Buccaneers on hard knocks, had Mike yeah. Smith just laughing in the booth. <laughs> great, great hard knocks, underrated hard knocks moment there. The psychopath laugh. And just a quick thing here too with that, since Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson got fired, uh, Baker Mayfield has the highest yards per attempt in the NFL. Greg Williams. Man. So it's like everything's just, yeah. The defensive maestro is opening it up for the yeah. offense, I guess. Yeah, and that new OC they have, I'm you know I'm blanking on his name, but uh, I have no idea. He's doing a, he's doing a pretty good job. But let's let's talk the let's go chronologically here and just yeah. do this quick for the Saturday football games here. Texans Jets. 
I mean, the Jets finally got a win last week against the Bills, which was, I guess, good to see. I think Bowles is done. We haven't really talked about the Jets that much over the past few weeks. I think this guy is out on the way out. Um, yeah, I I agree, and and I like Bowles, but and I was talking to Tommy about this I think last Sunday when we were watching the game. He's just in the wrong era. It, exactly, it's just not enough right now for that team. Yeah, and uh, they they need a new you know a new energy in the building. I think I think it's evident. And I'd love to see Mike McCarthy. Really, the Jets. Yeah. Why? Veteran offensive guy. I think he caught a lot of flack in Green Bay. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. somewhat of a on the side that I'm gonna hate Aaron Rodgers. You know, yeah. I think I think McCarthy got a lot more shit than he deserved for the way that everything went. I think you had Aaron Rodgers honestly doing a lot of freelancing. The last, I mean, a lot of times you watch those Packers offenses, it seems like the, the receivers don't even believe in the play because it's just Aaron Rodgers is gonna stand there for three minutes and then it's backyard football and you're running around. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's an aside. Yeah. Uh, no, that's an interesting point though, McCarthy of the Jets. I would real quickly say that this one I think could be interesting in the first half if it's a little cold in New York. But this Houston team is for real, the Texans. And I just think they have too much talent at this point. And the Jets are a bottom four or five team in the NFL. Even if it's cold, even if it's close at halftime, I'd lay the seven with the Texans here. I think they're gonna control the game. And uh, I don't see this one being close in the fourth quarter. And in a weird, really weird way, I almost feel like that loss to the Colts could have been a nice reality check for the Texans. Absolutely. Like, you know, if they had won all the way through, you know, gone thirteen and three, yeah. Like you're rolling. It's almost like going sixteen and zero and feeling like invincible. You can do anything. It's just a nice little gut check. Hey, this is the NFL. Mm-hmm. You still got to show up and beat the Jets. Like this yeah. isn't going to be a walkover game. They're professional athletes too. So um, definitely could be a close game, but I think we're both going to ride with the uh, Texans here. Browns at Broncos, the night game, the one that I just just said I was interested in. I'm interested in this game. I think it's going to be fun. I think uh, I've been liking watching Baker recently, and I think the Broncos are playing for their playoff lives still. I, I think the Broncos, Broncos are, lost me last week, man. You th- oh, well, I mean, obviously that was extremely disappointing. Yeah. But I think, I mean, they're still, they're still playing they're not, for it. The- they're not in it, dude. The Ravens and the Chargers are in those 5-6 spots. Like, I don't think the Ravens are – yeah, fall apart. I mean, this team's done. The Ravens still do have to play the Chargers, though, and uh, you know, I the Bron- I think the Broncos. Yeah, obviously they're a step behind the Dolphins, Titans, and Ravens because I think they're a game yeah. behind all of them. And that last week, last week that loss was pretty brutal. But I still think that this is a position where they're going to defend their home field. It's going to be an interesting game, and I wouldn't. I don't think I'd touch this game betting wise, but I'm going to pick the Broncos and pick them to. Uh, to keep it interesting in the AFC, you know, race for that second wild card spot. What do you think? I, I don't. I'm honestly leaning towards the, the Browns here. I think they've got more momentum. Um, I think the Broncos lost a lot of their momentum last week when they just lost to a t- pretty terrible 49ers team. Um, I don't know. I Baker Mayfield has probably played honestly one of the more impressive first halves last week against Carolina that you know we've seen this year. Like yeah. out, of, out of any quarterback at all, not even out of just rookies. So I think he's definitely a player who, since Hugh has left, has come on a lot more strong. And I also think, even in a weird way too, I feel like Hugh Jackson may have been um, preventing him from being the leader and the personality that Baker wants to be. And now I think you really see him saying, you know, I woke up feeling dangerous and you're kind of seeing him get his – sooner swag back a little bit in, in Cleveland. And I think that the Browns really yeah. have a good thing rolling here and have a great opportunity to rattle off two or three wins to end the season here and really go into the 2019 offseason, like feeling like a team that could actually do something yeah. in, in 20, in 2019. Um, so the only thing that kind of has me, you know, holding back a little bit is just, you know, night in, you know, mile high, it's it's a tough place to play, but you know, give me give me the Browns and a little vote of confidence for Baker Mayfield here. I, I really was impressed by him against Carolina, and I think the Browns have a nice little thing rolling since they got Hugh and Todd out of there. So, what do you what do you think about Vance Joseph's future with the Broncos? I think it's that's one of the more interesting calls. I wouldn't be surprised necessarily if they canned him, and I think it'd be interesting to see. I wonder what the what the locker room thinks of him because yeah. like we've talked about this before how excited they've been after after wins and I wanted to quickly kind of interrupt you but you had a nice little uh, you know go there on the Browns I like the belief in the Browns I think they're a very solid team like I said they've been playing like one of the better teams in the AFC but back to Denver 
Vance Joseph, the the injury to Emmanuel Sanders was just an absolute blow for this Denver team. I think he was just a leader and obviously their most productive offensive weapon. Uh, He traded away to Marius. Exactly, as a receiver. And Case Keenum isn't the type of guy who's going to fling it around. And I was watching. They looked like there was a a couple times last week uh, against the Niners where it looked like they may have a chance to come back. And it's they needed that one uh, offensive playmaker, you know, receiver, or even you know, pass catcher to make some plays uh, in the air, and and they didn't have it, and you know that could affect them on Saturday. But I just think their ground game, Philip between Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, has been uh, you know solid, and I just I, I like them to stay alive in this AFC picture. We don't need to go into it too much, but I think yeah. I think if they finish the season eight and eight, nine and seven. If I'm John Elway, you have to you keep Vance keep Joseph. Him. I think if it's on the fence, kind of you keep the guy. Uh, you know, you're not looking to to completely change the culture and and blame the head coach necessarily for. And he wasn't really things he can't control. Yeah. Year, so. And that boy, I mean, we just talked about the Chargers and the Chiefs. Like, look at that division. I, that, that's yeah. That's a tough you know a tough go schedule wise, and they look like a pretty resilient team for the most part this year. Let's talk Dolphins-Vikings, a game that maybe last week before, you know, the week 14 games wasn't looking so saucy, but now is a little up in the air. The Dolphins kept their playoffs hopes hanging by a thread with that insane Kenyon Drake, <laughs> Devontae Parker lateral play. I mean, that was just absolutely bonkers. Well, and the Vikings just— Brutal week in wins pool for me last week. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to stay no. alive, man. Just trying to stay alive. <laughs> I mean, and the Vikings laid one of the larger eggs that I've ever seen a team lay on national television since the Lions in week one, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Vikings just went into Seattle for a game that they absolutely had to win and just couldn't couldn't do anything right. They, they played fired so bad, John they fired their offensive coordinator. Midweek, which is another insane, like, I don't I don't, that whole thing was bizarre, too, because he was coming in this offseason as, like, Oh, this is a dude who could definitely like yeah. get a head coaching job next year. Yeah, and now it's like where you know I don't, I don't know, and so and also the offensive line has been awful for the Vikings this year. I think they're ranked 31st overall in the league in terms of you know pass protection and run blocking. You know their run game hasn't been able to get going at all. Dalvin Cook's been on and off the field. Kirk Cousins, I mean, I don't think I think all of us on on, on the pod were kind of reserved about him. And he's been up and down. I mean, he had a great, you know, he has that great game. I think it was week two or three in Lambeau where he leads him back, but then their kicker misses it and they get the tie. But he's just been really inconsistent this year and definitely hasn't done much better than Keenum did, which has probably been really disappointing for Vikings fans to see. So this game all of a sudden is looking really interesting. And both of these teams need this game badly. Yeah. And. It's looking, like you said, extremely interesting. I was looking at the slate, and it popped out. This one popped out to me as these are two teams that are pushing for that those wild card spots. I'm going to go in kind of the opposite direction of it being interesting after kickoff. I think the Vikings are going to hammer the Dolphins <laughs> this weekend, and I think they need to. And really, I think someone. Yep, I think someone. <laughs> I think someone Zimmer believes in is going to be calling plays offensively. And I think this is going to be a spot where the Vikings know they need to be going in. They they have that wild card spot, barring the Panthers, which we'll talk about later, doing something unbelievable and winning out. They have that second wild card spot locked up if they can win the rest of their games. And this is a game where they're a better team than Miami. I, I don't care how you played last week. You're a better team than Miami. You're at home. The Dolphins are the definition of a paper tiger, in my eyes, in the NFL. <laughs> they, them and the Titans do the same thing every single year where they just teeter around. Well, I guess the Finns have been worse recently, but they teeter around six or seven wins late in the year, and they can just scare you and jump to nine and sneak into that sec- second playoff spot. And I don't want to discredit the Vol- Dolphins. I like the way Adam Gase has called plays this year. They had a tough go with Tannehill being injured. But the Vikings have been absolutely underwhelming this year, and the only way they can really revitalize their season is by making the playoffs, and that starts this weekend at home against the Dolphins. I'm laying the 7.5. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm beating my head against the same wall, the Vikings wall, that I've lost on a, a few times, a few times too many. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're necessarily giving the Dolphins uh, enough credit. I mean, they did just play the Patriots close. 
you know, and I mean, maybe they didn't deserve to win the game, but they played. The Patriots the are one in five I mean, they, in Miami the last six yeah, I know, years, and I, know, I think but the it's, Patri- I mean, they still deserve credit for it. Yeah. No, they and, I mean, so it's like you have the Dolphins coming off this huge win and the Vikings coming off a really terrible loss. Uh, I mean, I'm going to stick with the Vikings just because they're at home and the Dolphins just never seem to be a team that can head up north and beat a superior opponent. But I, I unlike you, I expect this one to be close. How much do you think the Vikings are going to win by, if you had to guess? Uh, are, you saying, are you saying 10? I'd say like 11 to 13, like, in that 11 to 13 okay. range. I like, See, like, I'm like Viking. I think the Vikings will get up by four or so. I like, like, give me like 31 17 or like 31 31 14, even maybe. I think the Vikings defense is going to come to play. The crowd's going to be crazy. They know they need this game. I just think they're going to handle it from start to finish. Um, in, other, in other words, you know, red zone, you know, around the time that those three o'clock games are starting, they're not going to be yeah. showing this. They're not going to be showing the Vikings fans. <laughs> Unless there's some fantasy, you know, they always flip at the wrong time. Um, Cowboys, Colts? I wanted to introduce that one because this is – and I wanted to, you know – I mean, Tommy and I have been have been having some – and we, we can maybe talk about this off air because I wanted to get your take on some – We can talk about it on air, baby. Put, he's, a man, he's a maniac, man. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's saying – you know, he was saying he wants to fire Garrett – uh, after the year, and then he's disappointed in the team and all that. I'm saying, man, you should be counting your blessings right now because this Cowboys team has looks like a really resilient group, and I think this is the most interesting 1 o'clock matchup. You talking about firing Garrett after they beat the Eagles last week? Oh, absolutely. No, before they beat the Eagles, after they beat uh, the Saints, the biggest one of the year. And I, was yeah. saying, and I was saying, but we were kind of speaking in hypotheticals, and I was like, how can you say that if, like, you have a home game against the Eagles, you already beat them this year, and if you beat the Eagles again, you're basically in the playoffs, mm-hmm. like, at week 13. And I was like, Tommy, take yourself back to before the season. Like, we'll have to listen to something. Like, are you, would you not be satisfied with that? You'd be calling for Garrett's head if, you're, if you have a playoff clinch, like, week 14. Yeah. And he's like, no, but I just don't like what I've seen. It's like he saw something. First of all, the dude values a first-round pick like it's like – like, it's like, you know, it's going to be Tua. It's his boy Tua who's going to come in and save the day. That's how he values it. And it's – Amari has come in and been one of the best receivers, if not the most productive receiver in the league since he's been on the Cowboys. It's like he saw something in that Tennessee game that he can't unsee. And ever yeah. since then, it's almost like he's been watching the game with some, like, anti-Dallas blinders. I don't know. But they've done nothing but impress me this year. I don't necess- I'm not necessarily ready to say – you know, they're going to be a Super Bowl threat or anything like that. But they're a team that comes out and plays every single week. I, I don't think it's really justified necessarily to have a stance that you should fire Garrett. I think he's done more than enough to have this team ready and capable to win the division and compete in the playoffs. But this is a game where it's going to be the most interesting 1 o'clock game. The Colts are favored by 3. And I just think this is such an interesting spot for both teams where the yeah. Colts are another team fighting for that AFC playoff life. And the Cowboys are a team where if they win this game this weekend, it's almost like putting that stamp on on the Cowboys as a contender, I think, and as a for real group that can beat the Saints, beat the Eagles, and then go to Indy and win. Because that that that's not easy to do. Um, and they will they, they will clinch the East if they win. Yeah, tomorrow. I think they will. Or Sunday, sorry. Because because then Eagles the best the Eagles can do is nine and seven, but they've lost to the Cowboys twice. So and a win a win clinches the division. The Eagles play the Rams as well. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give my prediction. I'm taking the Colts minus three here. Lay the points again with the Colts, just because I'm telling you right now, Andrew Luck is fighting tooth, claw, and nail for that second wild card spot in the AFC. And yeah. I'm not. I have Baltimore on my wins pool team. I think they have an incredible defensive unit, and I think they play well this time of year. I'd like to see them in the playoffs, but Lamar Jackson is their quarterback, and they've got some tough games on their schedule. I think Andrew Luck is going to stay resilient. I think this Colts team is one of the best teams in the NFL at home, and I think they're going to hand the Cowboys their first loss since that embarrassing Tennessee game. I'm taking the Colts here. I'd love to see the Colts uh, pull off a win. They had a huge, I mean, a very impressive win at Houston last week on the road to keep themselves alive. The only thing I'm worried about is the last time that we saw the Colts play good defense, and even though they haven't been this good this year, I mean, the Jaguars shut them out at home. And you're playing another 
great defense in the Dallas Cowboys this year. They've been really, really good. And I would just be a little bit concerned that they're not going to be able to put up as many points as they need to to win. Amari Cooper has been really good. He's opened up Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm leaning, as much as I hate to say it, I think I'm going to lean Dallas here and pick him on the road. I think that's, you know, I'm not betting any real money on this game, and I wouldn't. Yeah. I think that I'm taking the Colts on this. I'll take the Colts and pick them because, honestly, at the end of the day, they're at home and they're playing for their playoff lives, and I, Andrew Luck's my favorite player in the league. I, think, I, I just think he's a dude yeah. who's going to rally, and I, I see this one being 24-21, maybe 27-24. Colts by three. I think that line is just about right. Picks, um, picks of the heart have done well this week so far. So Sorry? You, you're, you're yeah, done well, heart, so. exactly. It's not often you see me get a uh, road Thursday night football <laughs> pick right. So picks of the heart have been have been doing pretty well. Um, another one that I wanted to real quickly talk about that I have some interest in is this uh, Packers Bears matchup. Um, and I and I wanted this, this week is loaded, man. It, it is. <laughs> it's one of those interesting, you know, uh, little sprinkles of divisional matchups, and then yeah. You know, you got some great Pat Steelers, but give us this Packers Bears game. I want. I just wanted to preview. I just think this is an interesting spot with the Bears at home, coming off such a big win against the Rams last mm-hmm. week, and the Packers. I know they're not really playing for anything um, besides finishing out the year strong. They could make the playoffs, man. Obviously, you know, there's they have a, they have a snowball's chance in hell of making of making That's, the playoffs. Uh, I, you know? I think it's much higher than that. I think, uh, well, I think, I think we, Week 17 they could be playing the Lions to get into the playoffs. I really do. Well, you have a lot less faith in the Vikings than I do, too. That's also fair. Um, but you're, furthermore, to my point, the even if, if, they, if they are still alive somewhat for this playoff picture, the Packers are going to come in angry, man. This is a team mm-hmm. that has been completely written off after the loss to Arizona. They, like you, we talked about earlier, fired McCarthy. Joe Philbin's in there. I didn't really get to see much of their game last week. but They beat Atlanta. Just, they it, beat them. It seems like they handled them. Yeah. It yeah. seems like they handled them. It was. Uh, I know we don't. I don't want to make myself sound like some prophet because I got some picks wrong last week. But that is one of the picks that I did hammer on was the Packers minus five and a half. I thought. I just think they're going to have something to play for uh, in these last four weeks that people aren't necessarily aware of or seeing on the team right now. And this Bears team is everything has gone their way. Everything is going their way. They're at home. They're the young team that everyone's going to be picking. They're getting five and a half points against the Packers. I don't know when the last time that has happened. And Mitch Trubisky is still your quarterback, and he is not showing me enough for me to really believe in this team. And I'm going to continue to fade the Bears uh, this year because I'm just waiting for him. It's a hell of a time to be saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for him to make that fatal mistake. I'm just waiting for him to make that fatal mistake. And for all these Bears fans – I know they're somewhat delusional, and they think that their team is, you know, this grand super team. But some of them that are a little more down to earth can understand that Trubisky's a bit more of a bum than people make him out to be, and that this defense—I don't want to discredit it at all—is the best defense in the league and is going to be extremely hard to play against. But if anyone can exploit it, it's it's that man, Aaron Rodgers, who did a little bit of that uh, week one this year. So. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very interesting matchup. One o'clock, that Soldier Field grass. Trubisky can be awful nimble on it. But I think this is a spot where this is a pick I like. Take the points with the Packers getting five and a half. Uh, I guess it's not any different than four and a half. I don't really know the ins and outs of the of what that number necessarily means and how much value you're necessarily getting on it. But I think the Packers would be an interesting play on the money line because I think they're going to stay alive and win this week. Uh, I'm taking the Packers. I like them. But well, I think the Bears too also have something to prove from Week One. I mean, they they blew that game. They just absolutely blew it in Lambeau, and so I think they definitely coming back this late in the year um, feel like they have this team's number, and they're really you know I, I would love to see the Packers keep this one close. You know, I don't really know what I'm. I don't know what to expect from this game. Honestly, I don't know. I can't. I have no feeling because even though the Bears defense absolutely suffocated the Rams uh, last Sunday night, even the best defenses, it seems to be a week to week proposition in the NFL these days. And let's not. I don't want to. And I just don't don't trust Trubisky. I just don't trust him. We don't have to get into a full, you know, uh, dissection of the game last week. But Jared Goff looked like someone who didn't know what the word "cold" even meant. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. He looked like 
an absolute amateur out there who, who's been playing in the cold weather for the first time in his life. He had no grip and on the ball. The, you bolts tell. Were, the bolts were flying, and he didn't really and know. He, he had yeah. no – and that's that right there is exactly why I say he's never going to win a Super Bowl because yep. he's going to have to play in cold weather. He's going to have to win those games, and he's never going to be able to. And you can see it right now. And I don't – we don't – and that may be a little bit of an overreaction, but the Bears – he was throwing the ball, the ball to the Bears last week. It was tough to watch. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to give them what they're, what they're asking for. And mm-hmm. the minute you write that guy off, oh, they're – you know, like I was just doing, oh, they're out. You know, snowball's chance in hell or whatever. He comes out and punches you in the mouth. I think this Bears team has gotten a tiny bit too big for their britches. The defense is going to be tough. I, I just think it's going to be close in the fourth quarter, and I'm taking Rodgers. So. Let's, can we talk about this Pats-Steelers game? Yeah. this one's see. looking awful saucy, too. I mean, the Steelers might be in free fall. <laughs> <laughs> When the Steelers, <laughs> after the Steelers beat, who did they beat? I think it was Carolina maybe or the week after that. And when they had won seven in a row, I think it was, I was like, oh, no. My, uh, my season under of 10 bet on the Steelers after looking oh so good after the tie week one is now falling in front of my face. And then the Steelers fell in front of my face and looked like the team that I had they've been. Lost, they've lost three games in a row. I, I've been, yeah. They, they look like the team that I was uh, accusing them of being all year. It's almost like now that the game, it's cold out and the games are mattering more and that it's getting closer to the playoffs, they need Le'Veon more and more, something like that. And Ben is looking older and older and the defense is looking more and more exposable. And this Steelers team is in an all-out free fall. We talked about it earlier, this, this wild card race. I wouldn't be surprised necessarily if the Ravens won this division. The Steelers yeah, have. We, we three, talked about that. The, yeah, the Steelers have three games left. They have. They, they play the Patriots at home. They play in New Orleans, and then I think I don't know if it's home or away, but they play the Bengals. And I know they've beaten the Bengals. I think like nine of the last nine, ten matchups or whatever it is. But that's a tough way to finish the year. And I and think I mean, the Ravens I mean, are only half a game back too, so they don't need like anything insane to happen. No, exactly. They just need to keep winning and the Steelers to keep losing to good teams. Uh, this is an interesting spot in my eyes because the Steelers are such a resilient group with a, a coach that I do believe in and a quarterback who is a veteran and some pieces who have won seven games in a row this year. And they, like this is a spot where they could win the game. But trump card is the Pats lost on the last play to Miami last week in mm-hmm. Miami. This is Pat's season, unless they're the falling off the cliff that, you know, everyone accuses Tom Brady of falling off of, and this is the end of the Patriots era, the Patriots are going to go into Pittsburgh and win this game uh, like the Patriots unit that they have been and have won for the past, you know, 15 years. I, I, I have a lot of confidence in the Patriots. I think the Steelers are... Boy, like I said, a couple losses away from missing the playoffs ultimately, and, and and having one of the most disappointing finishes of the year in their in their, you know, club's history. And I mean, too, when you look at the Patriots, I, I, I don't really. I mean, the last time they didn't have the bye week was probably when Matt Castle. I mean, I don't even really. Yeah. It's something insane. Like eight straight years they've had that bye, and this this game is basically for the bye here because if they win this one, then they play the Bills and the Jets the, Jets the last yeah. two weeks. They'll take care of business. They'll end up what thirteen or twelve and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'll have that second seed. If they lose this game, the best they can do is eleven and five. Yeah, and I think I think if they lose this game, they'll have the three seed. I think the Texans might just uh, hop over them. They they very well might. Uh, yeah, I'm at twelve and four because I mean the Texans play the Jets, um, and then they play the Eagles, who are, have Nick Foles currently, and then I think they play the Jags week seventeen. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty likely 3-0 and for the Texans. Yeah. I don't know about laying the three here with the Patriots because I think the Steelers yeah. are going to play them tough. I think it's going to be like a classic America's Game of the Week, you know, matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's – I mean, last this this game last year was insane. It was. I forgot. It was the Steelers win? Did the Steelers no, win? Or no, it was, it was the, the, the Jesse James the, no, call, or no touchdown, right? Yeah, the Jesse – and then he did like the fake spike to yeah. Antonio and threw the pick in the end zone. Yep, yep. Well – so I'm picking the I'm picking the Pats. Yeah, I'm picking the. I, I like part of me wants to pick the Steelers honestly because this is a game that they need. They desperately need to win this game. Uh, but I'm taking. The I mean, Pats. And they got the Saints next week, dude. They could miss the playoffs. 
I just I, I I love seeing it. I can't. I mean, I love seeing it. This Dude, is. Would, would they fire Tomlin if they missed the playoffs? I don't think they should, but it's absolutely possible. Absolutely possible. The organizational hubris, man. We don't stand for. We don't stand for this. It must be the coach's fault. Hey, man. Do what you got to do. This Steelers team, aside from the fact that they've lost three weeks in a row, they have, uh, I mean, they've played teams close, but they lost to the Raiders last week, dude. Yep. Like, in Oakland, in the sun. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you know, I don't, I, there's no excuse for that. And Tomlin tends to do that. That's a Tomlin loss. Week yep. 13, when you have a tie in your season in Oakland. You know, you can't, you can't really do that. I wouldn't fire the guy. I think it's absolutely possible. That he gets fired after the year, which would make him a prime, the number one guy on every team's wish list. You know, probably. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm glad you brought that matchup up. I think it's going to be a very interesting one. Let's uh, talk about Eagles Rams too. Do you think? I mean, Wentz apparently is shut down for the year. Seems mm-hmm. like the Rams are 13 point favorites in this game. Oof. Uh, any, and do you see any Foles magic bringing the Eagles to the playoffs this year? Well, no, there's no chance they're going to make the play. This is, like I said, so confidently in our Thanksgiving podcast. <laughs> I said the NFC is – the divisions are locked up. The divisions are locked up. I was right. It's, it's Cowboys, Bears, Rams, and Saints. That's what it's going to be. The Cowboys have won that division. They deserve it. They beat the Eagles twice. The Eagles, man, they just look – there's too much going on there. They need to figure it out. I just – between, I thought they had all the running backs in the world. Now they have a running back problem. I thought they had all the DBs in the world. Now they have a DB problem. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Things are not looking great in Philly. I Foles magic. Yeah, I think I'll throw a couple touchdowns in the game. Part of me wants to just pick the Rams to just rail them <laughs> and cover the thirteen because it's like, what are the Eagles even playing for? I just think. I'm taking yeah. the Rams. I wouldn't be surprised if they cover the 13. I wouldn't necessarily play it. I think it's too big of a number. But Rams, it's by 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Rams, too. I think they'll bounce back in their home turf. Sunny Cali. Clep, uh, I wanted to, before we, I, I've got some hot, scathing hot takes on this Monday night game. But before we hop to that Monday night game, I do want to, uh, Without you getting too too hot about it, the Bills are two and a half point favorites. I know they're at home. Yeah. Come on, man. It's disrespectful. That's yeah. disrespectful. <laughs> you telling me you telling me the Honolulu Warriors ain't gonna travel out, <laughs> travel up to Buffalo? <laughs> Dude, Josh Allen's gonna run for 120 yards. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills are going to win 16-12. That's my, <laughs> that's my prediction. <laughs> the Lions are going to sneak their way into the playoffs, baby. We're going to see, oh, we're gonna see an 8-8 eight eight Lions team head to Soldier Field. You know what you telling me the Lions are going to make the playoffs is like, kind of? It's kind of like me thinking that I'm going to win like a 7 or 8 team parlay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we could do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... It's like I don't think we will, but we could. I could hit this, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think all these teams are going to win. It's like now, the Lions aren't going to make the playoffs. They're going to. Your uncle said it perfectly. For a little context, seven and nine. Yeah. They, they could get a high pick. They could make the playoffs. They're going to do just the middle of that. They're going to go seven <laughs> and nine, and they're going to get a, a draft pick, but somewhere between fourteen and seventeen. That's my guess. <laughs> They're probably going to draft <laughs> an interior lineman. Miss out on the chance to get a playoff win. Yes. You need to do just enough to not do either. Um, but in all seriousness, I like the Lions to go to Buffalo and win this game. And, uh, Me too. Bring Josh Allen down to earth a little bit. I mean, the defense has been playing really well, which has been a nice uh, thing to see. Uh, they definitely they, I mean, they crushed the Cardinals, who were a terrible opponent. Um, not even sure how that team went to Green Bay and won. That was, I mean, yeah, the, the I, Cardinals looked awful. Feel really bad for David Johnson too. He's just kind of trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it's a shame. That was, that, was, that, was the, that was the Cardinals talk for the he, podcast. Yeah, that's, there's nothing really else to say. <laughs> it's funny, like my mom asked me how Rosen was doing this year, and I was like, he's not like he's not doing bad at all, but it's like. No. 
He's not, like, golf bad. No, no, no. But I almost just feel like this might be what his career is a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he might end up being, like, just solid and, like, he's never really going to. He's definitely, at least out of all the rookie quarterbacks, got the least amount of, like, it factor maybe or, like, playmaking ability. Yeah. Like, just on their on his own. You know, I mean, obviously the Cardinals, you don't like to judge people off their rookie year, and the Cardinals are a pretty sad team at this point. But just in terms of, I mean, all of those dudes got drafted, other than Lamar Jackson, got drafted to bad teams. And I'm talking kind of about Darnold, uh, Baker, Baker and, Josh. and Josh Allen. And we've all seen them, like, make pretty good plays and like that have shown why they're first-round picks. And I think Rosen is just kind of almost like like a Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning type of player. Yeah. Where his they, version of showing win. that is just his stat line for the year, basically, yes. and his consistency. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. know. We'll see. No, we will see. Um, yeah, but give me, give me the lines. Come on. Yeah, I'll, 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 take the, I'll take the Leos in that one, too. Um, and I want to, you know, finish this one off by saying I think the Carolina Panthers are going to upset the Saints tonight. They're wow. Gonna, I think the – or not tonight. Risky survivor of the week? Yeah, well, let's call him my risky survivor. I've been, I've been brewing on this one for a little bit. I think the Panthers, uh, they're a team that's lost four in a row. Or is it five now? The, 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 the Browns will be my risky survivor, by the way. The Browns will be yours. All right. Are the, are the Panthers, are the Panthers six and seven? Yes. So they've lost five in a row because they were six and yes. two. They've lost five games in a row, some of them tougher than others, some of them closer than others, and somehow they're still alive because Minnesota's in that second wild card spot right now, and they're 6-6-1, six, six, and one. and the Panthers are 6-7. and seven. So they're still alive, still have to play the Saints twice to finish the year. I like to see a big night out of Cam Newton at home, prime time, Monday night. The Saints, obviously a great team, but they got that – uh, first round by locked up in my opinion I think this might be their last loss of the season I don't think the Panthers are going to beat him in New Orleans and I just think this is a spot where the Panthers one last shot at desperation to uh, to stay alive their one last swing maybe even like I said they're going to lose to the Saints the next time they play I do not see this Panthers team making the playoffs but their last shot at maybe finishing 8-8 eight eight, uh, I think they're going to the, the linebackers are going to shut those 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 nifty Saints running backs and, and out exterior playmakers out a little bit, and it's going to be a tough primetime team win on Monday night for the Panthers. Cam Newton with a big game, taking the Panthers six and a half point dogs. To go in your, if I think if that were to happen to you, like little Grant Gano fifty two yard field goal to win. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. I like that. I just kind of like it to be a little bit like the Cowboys game, maybe a little more sloppy because the Cowboys were nails that game. A little bit more sloppy. Maybe the Saints put up a little a little bit over 20, but, like, yeah. A Graham Gano 52-yarder, 22-21 maybe, something like that. Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to stick with my, my Super Bowl champion Saints. It's a, that would be the smart thing to do, probably. Saints Chargers uh, Super Bowl ain't looking too bad right now. It is that was that year's prediction. Mm-hmm. That's my if I had to predict two teams right now, my my armchair prediction would probably be that. And I'm Ooh. and dude, I'm rooting for that. Yep. The Rivers Breeze clash. Those are like the two guys that are probably maybe barring Aaron Rodgers are like the two hungriest for another ring mm-hmm. or, or Rivers for his first. Of oh, those vets, yeah. Yeah. Those are the that would be. Can't complain about that matchup. Um, do we want to do a quick fire round of these these other games here? I want to ask you a fantasy football question. Okay, I'll, I'll answer it. <laughs> out of the playoffs. You're out of the playoffs? Tough beat. That, that is tough. By uh, seven points. Derrick Henry was on the bench. Oh, man. Not good. Oh. <laughs> you were like, tough beat. And I was like, must have been a tough beat by seven points. Then I was like, oh, man, that's tough. Derrick Henry was on the bench. <laughs> That's that's a tough beat right there. <laughs> it's a bad beat. I uh, I'm in the semis, mm-hmm. and um, I'm in an eight man league, and my team is littered with running backs, and I need to start three of these guys. All okay. right, Saquon, Kamara, Fournette, Mixon, and Dalvin. Saquon. I mean, you're gonna start. You're gonna start Kamara and uh, Saquon. Saquon. Oh, God. 
Fournette's against the Skins, Mixon's against the Raiders, Dalvin's against the the Dolphins. I like I would play Fournette just for the touchdown. Yeah, that's potential. that's what I have right now. And just because it's like playoffs, you need a win, you play Fournette. Fournette's kind of your guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of your bell cow. So Dalvin I think that's what I'm gonna go not, with. Dalvin could get a vulture, you know. Yeah. From, from Latavius coming in. <laughs> and the the I wouldn't play anyone on the on the Bengals offense. Yeah. Mixon's been getting some good volume recently, but uh, but yeah, no, that 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 confirms Mike Keenan Allen killed me yesterday, man. Oh, yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, everything went to Mike. I wouldn't care if it wasn't the playoffs, but it's the playoffs yeah. now, so it's like stings a little bit more, you know. I think I'll be all right though. I'll let you know. I'm, I'm trying to get Dan. I want Danner's head in the championship. He's twelve and one. I beat him in the regular season. I was his only loss. <laughs> I want his head. I want his head in the championship. <laughs> Uh, let's get, let's get this fire round going. What do you think? Titans Giants. Titans Giants. Actually, kind of. I want to give this game a second, just because the Titans could stay alive yeah. in that AFC playoff picture, and the Giants are one of the hotter teams in the league. Taking the Giants. I think the Giants might win out. I mean, they could put themselves in the playoff conversation if they do. But I think I honestly think that six seed is a race for eight and eight. In the NFC. Is- and then I see there's gonna yeah. be like two or three. You gotta you gotta take a little longer look at this NFC playoff picture, man. It's muddy. It just comes down to my faith in Minnesota. I think that is true. That it's is just true. literally I because I looked at it and it is a little bit muddy. It's like it's a bit grimy, but I'm almost yeah. just like Minnesota. Minnesota loses to Miami. It's muddy. Oh yeah, yeah. Or maybe then Leone is next week can can fire yeah. it up. Well, who who knows? Uh, I'm taking the Giants. I think. The Titans could win and, and just stick around annoyingly in that AFC picture because I don't think they deserve it. But I think it'll be too cold out for Mariota's brittle brittle body. And I think that... Yeah, I'm, I like that, that you're, you're going yeah. with the weather. I think the Giants are just going to kind of smash him a little bit. I can't I can't pick the Giants, though. That'd be off-brand. That would be off-brand. Uh, um, any chance that the uh, Bucks upset the Ravens? Oh, absolutely. There's a chance. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it'll be close in the See fourth. See Jameis in that offensive lineman yelling at each other on the bench? Yes. Jameis gets the crazy eyes going. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like, are you questioning my authority as the quarterback of this team? <laughs> Even though I broke an Uber driver? <laughs> I just settled everything. It's fine. <laughs> I served my time. Three games. I was gone. Uh, I'll take the points with the Bucks in that one. Seven and a half. Interesting. Lamar doesn't do too much for me as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, got to throw the ball. I think the proof's in the pudding, kind of. I don't think he's going to be able, ever really be able to deliver the football where it needs to be consistently. Um, you can only run a triple option for so long with Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson. If anyone can pull it off, it's John Harbaugh. You know, in in, yeah. in December. You know, but I'm, I'm t- I'll take the Ravens to win the Bucks. The Bucks to keep it close, and then it's just like I. Seahawks only three and a half favorites in in San Francisco. Vegas has got a thing for the Niners at home, man. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think Seahawks are going to wipe the floor. I do too. Seahawks definitely going to get four more wins than the Cardinals. Wasn't a big fan of when, when the Niners went up to Seattle. All the all the chumminess between Sherman and the, the Seahawks. A little too chummy for me. Yeah, it would have been after cool. all after all that was said this offseason. Bobby Wagner and him yucking it up. Bobby Wagner like, oh, I got that pick six in your house. And Sherman was like laughing with him about it or whatever. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see like, that. I didn't. They were hawking it up. There was some yeah. ass. There was some ass slapping going on. Yeah. Some ass slappery. And I guess, I guess, you know, Sherman's beef is with the the front office, I guess. But yeah, yeah. you know, after after John Lynch was like, we could offer him, you know, what other teams couldn't playing the Seahawks twice. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. I don't know. Yeah, no, that that is a good point. No, Sherman's kind wasn't of a, a big fan of Sherman's that. kind of a cornball though, dude. Yeah, I, I like him, but he's one. He's a corny dude. Whatever. Um, Seahawks, yeah. Uh, you didn't hear me. Seahawks definitely going to get four more wins in Arizona this year. Yes, definitely yep. going to happen. <laughs> I think it's about time to maybe sift through those prophecies sooner or later, and maybe see where. Might just be time. Chargers went out that thirteen and three. Lee Murray, I dare you. I dare you to go thirteen and three, Mike. <laughs> It was my. It was a very adult moment for me. I addressed. Yeah. I addressed the Chargers one on one, and I said, "I dare you guys to go thirteen and three. 
They, man, they're, they're impressing the heck out of me. And that Denver loss, dude. Oh, man. It's like so unnecessary. But it's the NFL, man. It's why. Look at us on, on September 5th. Eagles getting under 10 wins. Tommy descends. <laughs> oh, man. That's almost as Tommy good. Says, Tommy says Dirk Cutter is the first coach fire. Adam and Lee descend. Descent. <laughs> He says Hugh Jackson will be fired by the week 11. That was a week before he got fired. That was a week before he got fired. I like, I remember I was just like, he's going to get fired. I I need to put that in the prophecy. Man, real shame Dez never got off the couch earlier. Real shame. Real shame he didn't go to Indy. That would have been nice. Clep, if the Vikings don't make the playoffs, you're a prophet, man. Adam Adam says Vikings will win below 10 games. You should have put no week. You should have put week in, in parentheses. <laughs> week. Week. <laughs> no playoffs for Pittsburgh. I need I need that. John Dolan says the Lions will beat the Vikings twice. That's a great Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Tommy's yeah, Tommy's Derrick Henry. The first prophecy in there lies his charges get, or at least his charges get yeah. their team. We've got some solid. We got we some. Do. We got a solid website. We got some solid analysis. We should be getting more views. Shady needs to. <laughs> Shady needs to show some of the frat buddies. Yep, he does. <laughs> no, this is a real solid uh, week fifteen slate, especially a nice little appetizer with that. Uh, L.A. Kansas City game last night. Totally, and the and, and I like these. You know, the last three weeks of the year, they do the Saturday sprinkles. Even though it's not, you know, I may not, I may very well may like. You get that like, college football out of there. You yeah. get that college football out of there. Yeah, okay. You know what? It's bowl season, buddy. I'm excited as ever. It's a, it's a heck of a time of year, man. It's going to go by quicker than, than we know it. And soon I'll be watching hockey. So So you're, you're, put, you're picking Minnesota for that 60. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Who, are you taking someone else? you taking the field? I'll give you the field, dude. I'll make that bet with you, gentlemen. I'll take the field. I'll yeah. take the field. Hey. I think that pretty much wraps up the pod for tonight, man. It does. Solid app. Good one, so. Cut that weight.